You are listening to Showbiz Sisters, a comedy improvised podcast devised and created by BB Cave and Jesse Cave. If you want to listen to our normal sister chat podcast, you can do so on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Cave Sisters. And it's only £3 a month for all of our extra content and back catalogue. Thank you for listening. So we have just got back from a, um, it was meant to be a, a really relaxing work retreat. A sort of a combination of um, a research trip, a recce as it's called in our business, and um, a sort of holistic uh, healing spiritual retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, dipping in and out of hot water, cold water, mm. going into a sauna, going into a spa, sweating out the toxins, crying. Well, AKA the Wim Hof The method. Wim Hof method. Yeah. The, we were searching for Wim Hof. Yeah, in um, search. And it's been one of the things that we've agreed on most, in, I think, in our entire relationship, which mm. is that we both feel a fundamental connection to Wim Hof. Yeah, I think he's our uncle. I think he could potentially be family. He could potentially be a lover in the future. And I would... He's probably the only person in this world that if he were to pick you instead of me, I would be okay with it. Mm, I think I w- it's the only type of incest that I would be okay with. Me too. And I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> I feel the same. Yeah. And um, it's it's that special connection that you have with someone where you're like, for your rights, for your wrongs, I accept you all. Mm-hmm. And Wim Hof is weird. He and d- also- He puts weird stuff online. He did so many screenshots of his tweets. Wim, that's not what we're here for. We're mm. here for the breathing mm-hmm. and for the sexy beard. But he can do no wrong in my eyes. And so no. that's why we went to, to find him. No. And also we are water babies, you know, and barn babies and um, warehouse babies, but mainly water babies. And so the fact that he is so into water. And in it and around it. He's always near it. He even drinks it. A lot of it. Yeah. And covers his body with it. Yeah. He's constantly getting cold. He just loves a cold dip. Yeah. And, you know, we have done the occasional bit of toying with the cold plunge method. Um, like just sometimes going out in the London rain is the ascent- is essentially like a cold plunge. Um, but so I do feel the benefits of that. And I love it because especially for people who are very sort of anti-drugs, mm. anti-intoxicants, that head high that you get when you hold your mm. breath in between the breaths. Woo! Let me tell you, that's all I need to have a good Saturday yeah, night. Exactly. I just hold my breath the whole time. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I do it with specific body parts. Yeah. So just a couple of fingers sometimes in cold water, ice cold water. That's all you need. You just get a little tingle. You need to be careful. Don't do it when you're sleeping though because you will we in the bed oh yeah 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 but just honestly try that at home just a couple of fingers in some ice cold water you'll get you'll get dizzy and you're gonna feel so good so we were excited to see Wim yeah you know we we've been tracking his Instagram movements Mm -hmm. recently we know he likes a particular donut place in Reykjavik Mm -hmm. Um, best donuts caramel cream donuts he likes in the entire northern hemisphere Um, Um, he can get through a few of them a day it's it's just surprising but the thing is that's what I like about him because he's he's not only a spiritual creature he's a creature of desires he loves to eat Mm mm-hmm 
and he loves donuts. Yeah. And so and we were going to pitch our tent near mm. the donut well, also shop, weren't he, we? He burns so many thousands of calories a day because of his cold plunging. It, he can get through a number of donuts a day. And they know him, so they give them to him for free. Yeah. Um, but it's... It was very exciting for me and Bessie. This was going to be um, a sort of pilgrimage for mm. us, really, because we're also we're doing a bit of research, aren't we? So we're not just trying to look for whim, as all women are, I'm sure, around the globe. Um, we were just closer than anyone else. Um, but we were also doing a bit of research into some interesting people that live in Iceland who who, who sort of live near big rocks. Mm. They're sort of rock people, yeah. if you will. And they make things out of rocks and they sometimes eat rocks. Sit on rocks. Um, this was, we were going to just do some character research for a screenplay that we're writing mm. about, ro- uh, well, rock sisters. Rock sisters. Um, trademark. Uh, copyright yeah. don't fucking steal that idea well you can't because we've already patented it yeah um but it was a very important research trip for us and bessie do you want to just you know give them a taste of what actually happened so we packed we packed our dry robes um you know we had washed our hair because we know that we can't wash our hair when we're abroad no don't trust that water so we had packed we were ready we got to heathrow five hours early as usual always don't believe them when they say two hours you need you need five hours well also it's sometimes my favorite part of the trip just being in heathrow walking around yeah not only because of the nice shops and the nice smells but i also enjoy seeing all the different people from all different walks of life and my favorite part of the trip to heathrow is the heathrow express oh i just love it air conditioned because you can be naked you You can actually be naked if you just go into a specific carriage on the Heathrow Express, everybody is fucking naked. It's true. It's like a it's a nudist community that's formed on the Heathrow Express line, <laughs> and um, it's sort of like it, they've got a Facebook page now. It's um, similar to like a life drawing class. You know, it's a drop in type of thing. Who's going to be there on Tuesday? I'm going to be around the hours between eight a.m. and four p.m. No, it's no, it's always the the really early slots. Oh yeah. It's the first Heathrow Express. That is when you can expect to find... Your, your nudist community mm-hmm. yeah. on carriage B, yeah. normally. Yeah. Um, and they all have a prep croissant ready. It's really nice. It's a very... It's a, it's a safe space in there. I feel <laughs> connected to humankind. It's funny, and the thing is, that's what's so nice as well, because you can sort of... You can get on, on ship, on board, and you see all of these wonderful bodies and wiggly willies and boobs and bums and everyone's vaginas and arms up in the air jiggling bingo wing eating their croissants and everyone's eating their croissants and we're all looking at each other and there's no sexuality to it although a little bit when people look at me because they find it difficult i mean it's difficult for me to be nude in an area and for people to not sexualize me with you your hair covers oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, much yeah. of your I, i'm basically dressed body that she's basically dressed it's yeah. sort of a bit of a cheat but also what um, i love is that people open their suitcases because obviously everyone everyone's got a suitcase ready because they're going abroad yeah. it's their last kind of nudist thing before they're going to go yeah. to Heathrow. and we all change clothes and we all we do a little swap so i got this little shirt jacket as you can see it doesn't quite fit me <laughs> Um, and Bess got this lovely oh, top, lovely top that says only fans. Who, who knows what that is? Um, so it's re- it's a it's it's sort of like a spiritual circle. So we we had almost had our holiday. It was one of the best nudist experiences I've had. So I felt this is gonna be, this is a good omen for our trip. Exactly. But what happened is we got to Heathrow. We got through, we got our bags dropped. So we, we had to say goodbye to our bags. Yep. We waved them goodbye. Bye-bye. See um, you in Iceland. See you in Iceland. But then we did not get through security. Hmm. Because it turns out that our names are also the names of two sisters who are wanted on the FBI list. So it's they true. so we had to be we had to be we had to be taken to a separate room, a secret room, and we were interrogated. 
we were separate from each other as separate well. Separate from each other, but then we were reunited. So I wasn't God. sure if she was going to spill on me, you know? <laughs> I kept Sturm. I said, I'm not giving you nothing. Well, I was a bit more, I was a bit more scared than mm-hmm. you. I was less feisty. I, I didn't know at this point that, um, you know, that we hadn't done something quite bad. I was worried that it could be for a number of previous offences that have gone undetected from right. me. Right. Um, and that's why I kept my mouth shut because... You know, until my lawyer's here, you're not getting shtum out of me. But, but we can't afford a lawyer. No. Well, they don't know that. Right. And apparently this other JJ Cube, um, her JJ stands for um, Jingle Jangle. <laughs> Everybody knows that my JJ of the JJ Cube stands for Jingle Jump Rope. I, I know a Jingle Jangle personally. It's not her. But let me tell you, any girl that I meet called Jingle Jangle, she gives me a bad vibe. So Well, with, they had murdered multiple people. Yes. And yeah. you see, it doesn't surprise me because Jingle Jangle is it's, it's just got a bad vibe, yeah. that name. It doesn't it's not a fun name, no, is it? No, but Cube, it does have a lot of um Nordic Scandinavian roots. So I'm, I'm I mean, look at us. <laughs> we look practically like we've walked off the ice caps. Like we've been snogging a polar bear. Mm-hmm. Everybody takes one look at us and they know that we should be in a Scandi crime noir. So I'm not surprised that we have some cube relatives out there up in the snowy mountains. But it's just a shame that some of our relatives have decided to be such heinous criminals. Mm. So basically, they weren't going to let us go until they knew that we weren't the original wanted on the FBI list sisters. Yes. So eventually, after a few hours, we now missed our flight. Um, we our were bag. Gone. gone. See ya. We were given a room together for the interrogation because they wanted to interrogate us together. Mm-hmm. Um, we, it was then that our communication went down mm. between each other. Our sister code failed. I felt like they had pumped some sort of chemical in the air that um, sort of subdued the sort of the, the, the telekinesis that we feel with each other. Mm. Is that the word? Because you went on the defense, didn't you? I did. I have an issue with authority. Mm. I have an issue with these pigs. Yeah, you do. With these cops. You get aggressive. I'm, I can't help myself but run my mouth a little. Yeah. And it started to get a little aggressive. They did have to handcuff me to the yeah, table yeah, at one yeah. They tasered you. They did taser you. They tasered me. And do you know what? It felt good. I'm not going to lie. It, it was strange. I did Well, you don't do drugs again. You do only do the cold water method. So tasering actually is probably the closest high you're going to get. It's lovely. I felt that little shimmy shimmy between my shoulder blades. And, you know, in a way, it was nice. I was locked in my own body as a prison. But also um, I escaped from the prison yeah. of my body because I wasn't able to move it for that They did seconds. gag you as well. The gagging they, was less pleasant. Yeah. So at the that point, they continued to inter- interrogate me. I was just very much playing the I don't know what's going on. I just want to go and visit my uncle. When yeah. Off. You started screaming. You sort of started wailing at one point, which I think threw them off a little. Mm. You know, it was it, it all got a bit disoriented in well, there. Well, because they just gagged you so forcefully. Yes. Like your cheek. I thought your cheeks were going to split open. It's true. The gag was so huge. It's true. And, and uh, do you know what was more unfortunate is that because of our clothes swapping that had mm. happened, I was wearing some very ill-fitting pants and trousers, and they did they did kind of fall off when I got tasered. <laughs> so I was sort of half naked. Um, you were screaming. I was in a tankini. Um, you only had a ta- you only had this little tankini. Yeah, on, I was you know? freezing. We felt very well. vulnerable and exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, a it, child's one. A child's one. A child's one. Um, a child's tankini. A Moana one. A child's Moana tankini. And that's that's what we're being interrogated in. Yeah. I was wearing some sort of like willowy pajama um, bottoms given to me by a sort of seventy year old man. Um, who really had a twinkle in his eye. I loved his energy. Um, but he of also had such a 
he had such a giant um, penis, from yeah. what I could see, that there was so much room in these pajama bottoms. So even with my very large hips, really, I could bear. I was swimming. I was swimming yeah, in yeah. these pajama bottoms. Yeah. And um, so it was a shame when the trousers came off and I got tasered. And, it and did then that was that was another offence against us. It was an offence against us. It was an offence against them. It became very. It became very distressing and very stressful, I would say, mm. in this interrogation room. Then we were left alone. Oh, they t- they gave us the silent treatment. They For thought that, that would break us. Hours. I don't know how long. I if it could have been five hours, it could have been five minutes. It could have been five days. So we, it, but well, the only friend that we had in that time was our cellmate next door. <sighs> no, it was the little mouse. Oh, I see. I see what you're getting at. I see what you're getting at. How can you forget Rodrigo? I think it's because he left such a sort of a damning scar in my soul. He's made me realise how, um, you know, disconnected we are as humans from the animals in our world. That it hurts me to think about him. But I think that we should talk about Rodrigo. I want to talk about Rodrigo. He is a tiny little mouse and he came out out of nowhere when we were both passed out. You still mm, have a gagging. Mm, mm. Um, you I hadn't w- been fed, hadn't been watered in hours. No. I was having to drink my own drool mm. that I had, I had I had drooled when I as I do when I sleep. Mm. Um, so Rodrigo came up and he was also he was he was having some of my drool on the floor. He was <laughs> drinking that up. So it nice. was quite an intimate moment yeah, between me and his mouse. He was a fearless mouse. And um, I immediately took a liking to him. And I thought, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this time wisely. And you know, with our animal scouting mm. for talent, you yeah. know, I was thinking, actually, Rodrigo, you've shown clout there by drinking up my jewel. I am gonna audition you. Right I've never here. heard you say clout. I've never said that word before. And I don't know if you used it correctly, but I, <laughs> I applaud the attempt. I applaud. Clout. He showed the clout. Do you mean like bravery, or do? Because clout normally means when somebody wants to be famous. Clout. Yeah. No, clout is like guts. Okay, okay. I hear He it. showed clout. Yeah. Yeah. No, he did. He Rodrigo showed... showed clout. Absolutely, absolutely. He showed clout and he showed intelligence, emotional intelligence. And talent. He caressed your face very softly and gently, I noticed. Um, in a way, I thought that maybe he actually was um, a grown man, but trapped in the body of a mouse. I wondered if somebody had put a curse on him because I've been feeling a lot of witchy energy, especially around um, Heathrow Terminal 4. Well, so I was thinking maybe he had been in a similar situation to, situation to us. There had been another Rodrigo who was on the wanted FBI list and he had, after the year, the, the days and the days of been waiting in this room, maybe he had accidentally turned somehow turned into, into a, mouse. a mouse. And maybe we were, were looking- gonna turn into mice we're looking our destinies you know down the barrel of the gun that's being faced in our heads not literally but figuratively are we going to turn into mice and rodrigo spoke to us not with words because he was a mouse Mm. but with his eyes Mm. and he spoke into our minds with squeaks with squeaks and it's partly because we've been doing so much animal work and animal research recently as you know with many of our projects um but he told us you got to get through this, mm-hmm. cute girls. You got to get through this, and you got to stay strong, and you got to stay together and positive. Because what they're going to try and do is break you down. And what he did is he ran up to your mouth, and he got that gag. He out. did. He got it out himself. He got it out with his tiny little mouse paws. He got his claws into the little gag, mm-hmm. and he got it out. And it kind of tickled the back of my throat, and I did throw up. And you then sang. You began to sang. And I so sang beautifully. more beautifully than I've sung in years. It's almost like he dislodged something in my throat chakra mm. um, 
to make me be able to sing again. Mm-hmm. I, you know I've been afraid to sing for years. Mm, especially that style. Uh, it's sort of a jazzy, old, sort of, you know, a lot of a lot of scat. Yeah. Um, it was beautiful. Yeah. And it was so beautiful that the guards actually came in. Mm-hmm. It was like a, some kind of mermaid clarion call. And they, Siren, s- and they started harmonizing <laughs> um, to What a Wonderful World, the Louis Armstrong. Virgin. And one particular security guard mm-hmm. Go on. started to make us think, hang on a second, are we in a film? Are we getting pranked right now? Punked, if you like. Are we getting fucking punked? Hmm. That six foot three stranger over there has a sort of suspiciously brown, shiny quiff poking out of his hat. Could it be Mr. Kutcher by chance? It was Ashton Kutcher. It was. It was Ashton Kutcher. We were getting pranked. He was playing a role at Heathrow Airport to punk two of the most <laughs> upcoming actress, guru, director, it's screenplay so, writers. It's so flattering and it's so reassuring to know that in this incredibly humiliating, um, dehumanizing experience that we had, that it was actually scary. just for a TV show. It was scary. And it was worth, therefore it was worth it. Mm-hmm. It was worth it because we've got some screen time. Because it's for a TV show. And it turns out Rodrigo was <laughs> AI. It was, it was AI and it was the voice of, um, uh, Enrique Iglesias mm-hmm. and I'd been wondering I heard his voice and I, you know, rhythm came into my head it came into my heart I'm not surprised he that I started to hero. sing he was actually squeaking hero it was incredible it's incredible what we can do with technology these days mm. and the way that we're making these strides towards well also because Ashton's only making punked for a particular channel now yeah. he's had to do a rogue channel yeah absolutely Ashton's yeah. lost a bit of credit I think in yeah. the TV pranking community because obviously pranking has got to a different it's, it's a different thing now it's not the same as it was in the mm. 90s or the noughties what is it best well he's very he's very forward thinking you know so he likes AI he likes technology and that's why he is looking into you know my, mice and that's why he's got such a cool sort of futuristic looking kitchen with his wife Mila you know, mm. if you ever see their TikTok videos occasionally, I think, wow, that's a lovely kitchen. And he's mm. clearly a forward thinker. That's what I like about him, because he's modern. Mm. Um, but he has unfortunately been left behind, I guess you could say, in the pranking game. Because obviously now, all I see when I open up my phone is girlfriends and boyfriends pranking each other. Mm. And it's also forced, but it's also intimate. And it's also tied up with sex. And I think what's different about Ash- Ashton and his original punked format is that it was in- it was innocent. Yeah, it was. It was pranking for the sake of pranking. Where's good old jesting gone? Yeah, and it turns out the room we were in at Heathrow was actually it was we we we'd been must have passed out on the shuttle bus there. But it was it was a long way away from Heathrow. It really was. We were in, somewhere in Southall. Mm-hmm. And there I'm, were trailers. There it, were trailers. It's true, but unfortunately, um, a contract that we signed unwittingly. We thought it was a prisoner form and they said, you have to sign it here, sign on the dotted line. Turns out it was actually an NDA. Yeah. Um, now, which we probably fucked. From. Which we probably fucked. But the thing is, um, one of the, the stipulations of this contract was that we had to fully commit to this pranking experiment and therefore leave all of our possessions behind. And we didn't have any money. We didn't have our phones. We didn't have our wallets. And we certainly didn't have our pants or our bottoms. We had to walk all the way back home from Southall. And I was I was in my Moana tankini. You were in a Moana tankini, no less. I was in a vomit-covered um, uh, shirt. Um, I've washed it now, but as you can see, it's too small for me. And these very willowy pajama bottoms lent to me by the 70-year-old man. It was, not, it was no fit state to be walking in. Um, but it was good for our feet, because it is good to sometimes have no shoes. It's true. 
Like the men in the original days. Exactly. So we did have to really use our noses to find our way back to East London. And it was quite a spiritually draining, but then replenishing journey. Do you know what? I don't feel like I need to do that trip to Kilimanjaro now. I, I mean, I don't think that you need to make it a yearly tradition. You've already been once. No. I feel like I've done that from this pilgrimage that we've made back to East London. Our feet were bleeding. Yeah. They were bloody. They were bruised. They were sore. Because it was like we were bruised ballerinas. You know, mm. we had we had walked a lot of it on point. Yeah. And, I um, lost two stone by yeah. the time I got back home, just because, from water weight alone. Because, you know, I thought that we'd be able to go into the occasional Costa, we'd be able to go into the occasional Starbucks, and be like, look, we've got no wallet with us, please, can we have a Frappuccino? Please. But no one gave us a no. Frappuccino. And it was, it, that's what I think, and this is what's so interesting, is in a way, I felt the spirit of whim, mm. not only in Rodrigo the Mouse, not only in Ashton Kutcher, the secret security guard, I felt whim in me, in my breath, I feel like that's the magic of this man. He infiltrates into you in your breath. Mm -hmm. Because I felt him warning me that this life, it's a weary road. And you're not going to get many friends along the way. You're not going to get a free Frappuccino. Mm -mm. But you do learn some life lessons along the way. Yeah, you do. And you find your way mm. back home after five to six days. Five of to six days intense fear and, yeah. and like we did not know where the fuck we were. But we, we became okay with it. We slept underneath a tree. Mm. We slept um, on a roundabout, a nice flowery mm. roundabout. We um, we ate animals that we mm. found. Um, we sort of, we assessed roadkill mm. and made a fire. Yeah. And My favourite like place to sleep was under that motorway. Oh, it the was Westway. And it was cosy. The Westway it motorway. Was cozy. Yeah, it was nice. Um, and I think that our survival and nature skills have become so enhanced that <laughs> I feel... No, I feel ready to attack my next project with so a plum. With a plum. I, I, I don't feel like we need to go back to Heathrow now. Like, I feel like if I'm going to go travelling, it's going to be Gatwick. Well, also, I feel like I could just fly there myself. Yeah. I, I haven't tried it, but I strongly, firmly believe that if I really tried, I could probably fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how, that's how whim has affected me. That's the, that's the belief in myself that I have. And we all know that you can manifest anything into reality. Yeah. You so, can become a plane. So just catch me flying, because I'll be there. Yeah. So thank you for listening, everybody. Um, and we hope that we will be back um, next week without any drama this time. It's thank difficult. You. Drama seems to follow us around, but I think it is because... Like the Kardashians, you know. We're just more interesting than most other people. Yeah, so we just have a lot of, you know, baggage and, and, and you know, people want to punk us. They do, they do. So but Ashton, stop it. <laughs> He, um, he's been fascinated with us for a while yeah. and um, it turns out that we've actually been the sort of um, the receivers of a lot of his attention yeah well he's you been, know he shared my doodles he's been he's been secretly watching us online mm. um, and real life for a while now following us to our different little favourite local haunts he's come to a few of our poetry readings which we keep on the down low which we do keep on the down low because that's for that's because most people hate poetry well also that's private that's for us yeah um <laughs> And it's so nice to know that someone who I respect, an artist that I respect, like Ashton Kutcher, has also been out there in the world respecting us. Yeah. And eventually thought to plan out this incredibly um, detailed, you know, days-long prank that actually turned out to be a gift. Yeah. And yes, it was traumatizing. And yes, we've lost a lot of our possessions. And weight. And, but we've also lost a lot of weight. And I think that that speaks for itself. 
So thank you, Ashton. Thank you, Ashton. And thank you, um, the team at Heathrow for facilitating such a wonderful experience for us. And Cube, those naughty Cube sisters out in Iceland, you better watch yourselves because somebody else is wanting to get on the wanted list. You, in my belly. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.